You're listening to the Women Inspiring Women podcast. Each week, network marketing professional and mom-turned-entrepreneur Melanie Mitro gives you her tried-and-true tips for building a business from your kitchen table. This self-made millionaire went from a stay-at-home mom to the top of a network marketing business in just three years. She built an online health and fitness business from the ground up while raising babies and juggling being a mom and wife. Now she wants to help you become the boss of your own life. For blog posts, business tips, and more, check out her website at melaniemitro.com. Now let's get to the show. Here's your host, Melanie Mitro. Welcome to the Women Inspiring Women podcast. My name is Melanie Mitro, and today's episode is awesome. I am so excited for you to hear from my guest speaker today. So before we do the live interview, I just want to give you a little backstory. I actually had the opportunity to meet Megan at a a Bob Heilig event in Orlando, Florida this spring, actually. And she just immediately captivated me with her story and her brand. And she calls herself the corporate refugee. And she has successfully done what so many women want to do, and that is leave their corporate career. And I love her story, and I love the steps that she goes through to helping people kind of take that, that leap of faith. And in this episode, we're actually going to do a deep dive into her three-step process. And you are going to love it. And you're going to want to connect with her. And I just know you're going to see so many similarities between her and I and other successful entrepreneurs. And she's just an incredible woman. So make sure that you go and you check out um, her Facebook page and her website um, and write a review on today's podcast episode. And thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get right to the interview. All right. Well, good morning, everybody. It is Melanie Mitro, and I am the host of your Women Inspiring Women podcast. And today we have a very special guest, um, Megan Weisheipel. Did I say it right? You got it. Nailed it. All right. So I actually met Megan in Florida, in Orlando, actually, at a Bob Heilig event. Um, and you were emceeing that event, right? You were the Yes. Emcee. It was awesome. <laughs> And we were sitting backstage and I started to ask you about where you were from and how you got to know Bob. And I just immediately found myself kind of moving to the edge of my seat and going, hmm, you, you know, like the things you were telling me about how you met Bob and how you kind of transitioned into the role you're in now is everything you've gone through is exactly what people in my network or on my team or that I speak to are going through. And so I'm really excited to have you here today and sharing some of your advice for people that are listening that are interested in going from this corporate career to being an entrepreneur and a business owner. So excited to talk to you. Why don't you give our audience just some backstory about who you are and then we can dive into today. Awesome. Well, first off, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. And yeah, so a little backstory on me is I've spent 13 years building my corporate career. I was in corporate mortgage lending or residential mortgage lending in the corporate world. Nothing sexy about that, but I did extremely well. So in my 20s, I just focused on my business and growing my business. I did really well. Then in my early 30s, that's when I met my husband, had two kids. And then all of a sudden I looked at my life and I was like, 
I'm not, I have everything I asked for. I had the husband, I had the kids, I had the house, I had the career, but I wasn't fulfilled inside. And I know a lot of women can relate to that because I felt my life fell under two titles. I was boss lady at work and then I was mom and wife, but there was no space for Megan. Like I didn't have myself. Mm-hmm. And, and I know a lot of women relate to that. And so there, there was a point in time where I realized I needed to connect back to myself. I was 35 years old and I'm like, what do I want to do with the rest of my life? Okay. So I did the thing. So I said, I went on a journey, a journey to discover myself. And here's what I did. So the first thing that I realized was that I was reactionary in my own life. I was waking up to my kids and I was instantly in mom mode. So you're doing all the mom things and getting them off to daycares and schools and where they got to go. And then I was in corporate mode. Then I, because of technology, my phone's always with me. My laptop is there. I'm responding to clients. I'm bosses and meetings and everything. You come home at the end of the day and you are back into mom and wife mode and everything. And by the end of the day, it's 10 o'clock and you're exhausted. And then all of a sudden you look back and it's been Groundhog's Day and you've done the same thing for months and years. So the first thing I did is I realized I needed to put myself first in my own life. And this is where I realize a lot of women don't do that because I know, I guarantee there's women listening right now, shaking their head going, oh my gosh, I'm reactionary in my own life. So I put myself first. So I started waking up an hour to an hour and a half earlier than my family. And I, I taught myself to meditate. And then I did what any awesome woman would do. I would YouTube Oprah. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I YouTube old Oprah where she would talk to Tony Robbins and Wayne Dyer and these amazing thinkers. But what it did is put my mind in an amazing place to set my day. So I was just doing some personal development, really working on me. And then everything started to happen for me. And that's when I said, oh my gosh, what do I want to do with my life? And things started coming to the forefront because I was allowing myself to get my head in the right space to let the things flow into me. Mm-hmm. So I called up my good friend, Bob, and I said, hey, I have all this stuff going on. I want to leave my corporate job, but I don't know what I want to do. I always knew I was supposed to be on a mission to help women, but I didn't know what my message was. So one of the best things that I ever did was I invested in him and I hired a coach for a year. I made a year long commitment. So I'm going to take away a lot of excuses. I had two small kids, like under the age of five, was working full time. My husband's a collegiate baseball coach, so he is on the road a lot. We have no family where we live because we are transplanted here in the Philadelphia market. And then I hired a coach for a year to keep me accountable to growing a side business. Wow. And you hadn't even started the business yet and you were investing in a coach. No. So I was sitting at one of Bob's events and mind you, we've been friends for 16 years. So, and I watched him grow his business. I watched it grow on social media and I'm like, okay, I trust you. I know that I need to make this investment in myself. Mm-hmm. But he said something that struck me and he said, how long have you been waiting to grow your personal brand? Is anything going to happen between now and a year from now? Maybe you grow a little bit, but if you want to take a big jump, you need to invest in yourself. And I was like, sign me up. I want to take that jump. Okay. So how did he tell you you needed to invest? Was that through the mentorship with him? Yeah, through the mentorship. So it was a year-long mastermind. Basically, I say a year-long accountability. Okay. 
Okay. So what were some of the things that he had you do in that year long mastermind? So in the beginning, it was all learning how to build your brand online. So it was learning how to put a freebie out to increase your email list, mm -hmm. create courses online, create a coaching program, whatever you needed to do to start to get some income coming in so you could shift out of my job. Yeah. So I started to create all this, but the thing that I was missing is I still wasn't clear on my message. So you can brand all you want, but if you're not clear on your message, it's not going to come across the right way. Oh, wow. Okay. So how did you figure out what your message was going to be? So it came back to, I kept meditating and I kept working on myself and personal growth and everything. And then one day I was standing in my kitchen and I looked at my husband and I said, I got it. He's like, what? I was like, my purpose is to help other women find their purpose and then become a success at it. Because here's what happened. As I started to share my story with my tribe of women, and I have a huge tribe of women in this area, every woman was saying, well, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know my purpose. Yes, I have this career, but it doesn't mean what I want to do with the rest of my life. And I, went, I realized so many of us are stuck in that place, but too scared to do anything about it. So I realized that, I was, that my journey and what I was put on this earth to do is to help women make that transition. And have the confidence in themselves of saying, okay, what do I want to do with my life now? Have the confidence to go do it. Okay. So now that you know that that's your purpose and you can see it, what, but you still have this full-time job, right? So how did you kind of make that transition into really living out what you've been called to do? So <laughs> this is a bit of a crazy story. So I am part of this big women's networking group and I was being the keynote, I was the keynote speaker there in October of last year. So October, 2017, I was the keynote and I was, before I left, I grabbed a notebook. You know how you have all those notebooks, whatever, but I want something on the plane just to get my ideas down. So when I'm on the plane, I flipped through this notebook and it said, I'm so happy I left my job and I'm an entrepreneur, and it was dated 2015. Oh, wow. Two years prior. I'm so, and then I read further in this journal, it says, I'm so happy I left my job on 12 31, 2016. So for two years, I've had in my head that I wanted to leave my job. But here's what I realized I don't leave my job on New Year's Eve. So stop making my exit date New Year's Eve. Right. So I get on stage and I'm doing this huge presentation and I was like, you know what? There was something that came over me. So I told 260 women in that room that November 16th, 2017, I'm quitting my job. Oh, wow. So now you were like, oh crap. I had to be held accountable to it because if I write it in my journal, obviously it wasn't happening because I wasn't sharing my goals out with people. So I realized I needed to put myself out there and having all these women, my tribe, hold me accountable to it. I even told my husband yet, but he was very supportive. <laughs> wow. Wow. So that was like a bold statement, a bold move. It so was now a bold statement, but here's the thing. So my business is called the corporate refugee. And I knew if I wanted to lead women and lead this movement of women that want to leave their corporate jobs and start their own business, like sometimes you have to make bold moves and I needed to make those bold moves to do it. Yes, I agree. I agree. The scary ones that you're not sure how it's going to turn out, but you just take that leap of faith. I did. And I was excited and scared. I said, I walked onto that stage as one woman and I walked off the stage as a different woman because I stepped into who I was supposed to be. That's really awesome. That gives me, that gives me goosebumps. That yeah. Goosebumps. Yeah. It was really cool. And then I ran in the bathroom and cried because I'm like, what did I just do? <laughs> Absolutely. So now, 
you know, I think every woman would feel the same way and they would be trying to kind of pull those words back in and say, how do I erase that? You know, but now here you are, you're kind of faced with, okay, this is the reality. I, I said it. How, now, how do I make it happen? So what sort of followed that, that day on stage? No, so what, it, what I did was I sat down and I realized, what do I need to do? Obviously, I have to make money. I need, I need to create a business. And mm -hmm. at this time, I didn't have, I have a history of network marketing, but my, the last network marketing company I was in closed down and it kind of, I just stepped away from the network marketing side. So okay. I'm like, I need to build this coaching business and helping women take the journey that I'm going on as well. So I created different programs to help women. And it has been amazing to see the journey of, of these women. So the day after I quit my job, which was November 17th or November 16th of 2017, mm -hmm. November, what was it? November 16th, November 17th, I went and I booked a venue and I created my first one day event. Wow. Okay. So here's what I realized. I said, I'm going to book the venue. I'm going to market it. I'm going to sell it. And then I'm going to write the content. Okay. So I did it a little bit backward. I mean, I knew for the gist of what I wanted to market and what I wanted it to be, but I was like, if nobody buys it, then I didn't write, waste time writing anything. Right. Okay. No, it was perfect. <laughs> it was, but I ended up being able to sell it. I had a packed house here in Philadelphia at a one day event and I called it the corporate refugee Boot Camp. Wow. And it was okay. how to, for women, how to go through these three phases that women that want to leave their jobs. Okay. All right. So will you walk us through yes. some of the phases? Okay. Perfect. Yes. So the first phase I call journey to you kind of exactly what I did. And it's getting back to reconnecting with who you are authentically with yourself. But one of the biggest things that I take women through this journey is going back to those limiting beliefs and these stories that we created as kids in our mind that are playing on repeat in our mind that are holding us back. So I know with a lot of network marketers or business owners, you know all the skills and the how-tos to do it, mm -hmm. to grow your business. All the information is out there. You can Google it to learn how to do anything. Right. But it's up in the mind that holds us back from actually executing on those skills. Mm -hmm. So we do a deep dive into going back to when those limiting beliefs were created and learning how to create a different relationship with your past so that you can move forward. Okay. So that is the first phase is learning you. Now the second phase I call the hustle phase because this is when you're working your full-time job, you still have all your home, mommy, family responsibilities, but now you're trying to build this business. So now you're hustling and finding different times. So it could be waking up earlier, going to bed later, Saturday mornings, still on Saturday mornings when my husband does not have baseball practice, I leave at about 6 a.m., I go to the gym, and then I go to a Panera or some sort of coffee shop, and I work till about 1 o'clock because I know if I try to do it at home, I get pulled away with the kids, but I need to create that time. So it's really helping women to create that schedule within their life where they can still build their other business. Yeah. Now, it does, it's some sacrifice, mm -hmm. and you know that. I do. <laughs> <It's>, I do. <laughs> it is sacrifice, but you have to be able to sacrifice up front to get to the lifestyle and the things that you want on the back end. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think about how many women feel so guilty about those sacrifices and, and doing those things and taking the time away from their family too. So do you address that in there too? I do. But here's the thing that I say when I talk about putting you first. Mm -hmm. So think about this. If you were at home and trying to build your business, so you'd be sitting there and you're on your phone, you're on the computer and the kids are playing around. That's not quality time. 
-hmm. That is just being in the same room together. Absolutely. Yeah. So I know when I separate myself and I can go work for a few hours and get done when I need, I come back with a clear head and I'm very present with my children, with my husband. And now we can do that. And that's not on my mind that I should be doing this or I need to do this. So it's spacing out those times and creating that in your life and accepting that is what you need to do. Absolutely. I teach my team to do the same thing and I do it too. I just locked myself in the basement for four years because I didn't, I wouldn't go to Starbucks, but I would I actually lock myself at, in the basement and went down there and that would be my time. Matt would get the kids up and feed them breakfast and get them dressed. And I would get in four or five hours of quality work and then we would spend Saturday and Sunday together. And that was one way that I would stay on top of it and not feel anxiety about it too. And I think that is huge. And here's the other um, lens to look at it from is your husband's getting quality time with the kids while you're away or the grandparents or whoever is there. Like they're getting quality time with somebody else that is very healthy for them. Yes. Yes. So don't think you're missing out on something. No, this is healthy for their development as well. Totally. Totally. I agree. Totally agree with that. All right. So now are we at step three? Yeah, so, so one more thing that I want to talk about in step two is this hustle phase is maximizing your time. And here's what I mean by that is I don't listen to the radio. And he said, there's always these earbuds in my ears. If I'm at the gym, I'm listening to a podcast. I'm listening to Facebook lives of people that inspire me. I'm in the grocery store. My earbuds are in driving in the car. I'm listening to stuff that is personal development time. Because when you sit down to work on your business, that's not personal development time. That's execution time. So my personal development was my earbuds were always in and I was feeding my mind the things that were going to motivate me and get me into the right mind space to then execute when it's time to execute. I love it. I do the same thing too. <laughs> my husband, we were, we were traveling a couple weekends ago and he's like, we were going to a college football game in Wisconsin. He's like, Hey, what do you think the big song we're going to hear at all the bars this weekend is? And I'm like, I have no idea what's new on the radio. <laughs> I don't know. He's like, what's wrong with you? He's like, you're still young and hip. I was like, yeah, but my earbuds are always in. Like I'm, I'm always listening to podcasts or Facebook lives or something. I agree. My children know more of the top hits than I do and they can sing them. They know all the words and I know nothing. And I'm the same way, cleaning my house, cooking dinner, driving in the car. There's never a minute that I'm not filling my brain with knowledge. So. Yep. And I think that is one of the biggest things is just maximizing your time and doing it. Because what I see is a lot of women will sit down like, okay, it's, it's my work time, but you know what? I need to feed my brain. So I'm going to read for the first hour. Well, yes. that's not the time to do that. There, a lot of people miss the action step and the execution time because they're too busy preparing to prepare to prepare. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All those income producing activities. I always gut check people. Are you focused on your income producing activities? Or are you managing or are you learning? Are you just a collector of information? Like what are you doing with your actual work time that you've devoted to building your business? Yes. Yes. That is one huge part. And now the third phase, we'll move into that one. So I call this phase, this is after you quit your job, you made the decision, you burn the boats, like you are there. And I call it the WTF phase <laughs> and not, I mean, it could mean what it sounds like it means, but I call it winning through failing because as an entrepreneur, you have to put yourself out there. You have to take risks. You have to try new things and you're going to fail at it. And that is part of the process, but you can't win unless you fail. So the WTF is winning through failing. And it's also a willingness to fight and getting up every single morning and coming back, even though 
it might be hard or the client said no to you or this person said no or this didn't go. The very first week I was home as an entrepreneur, my computer crashed and I was just like, I need to go now buy a new laptop. Awesome. Yeah. Didn't, didn't prepare for this expense, but it's a willingness to fight. You got to do what you got to do and keep bouncing and coming back every single time. I love it. I love it. So, you know, along the way and creating these three phases and making that transition, you know, we are always faced with pretty big obstacles. So, you know, we just kind of share, share with the audience and the listeners, some of like, what is a challenge that you were faced that kind of really took you back and, and could have been like, I should quit or I shouldn't move on, or maybe I made the wrong decision. Like what were, what were some of the challenges you were faced and, and how did you overcome those? So a big challenge I had this summer, because sometimes as women, we think we're super women and we can do it all. Mm -hmm. So this summer, I thought it would be a great idea to keep my kids home in July and August and still work. Like I'm an entrepreneur. I'm home. I've always worked my entire life. Now we can. And by 11 a.m. on the first day they were both home, I said, what did I just do? Yeah. <laughs> so that was a huge... But this is where I needed to learn how to juggle correctly because juggling doesn't mean mom is working and kids are in front of the TV, which has happened. I'm not going to say that. I get it. I'm guilty of that too. <laughs> hey, my kids speak Spanish because of Dora the Explorer. And there we go. <laughs> that works. That's acceptable. <laughs> but it comes back to I was waking up at 5 a.m., to get work in before the kids got up and then my husband was going in later so I could get four hours in before he left of yeah. quality work. And then in the afternoon when my youngest one napped, I, my other one set up on the iPad, whatever, two hours of work I got in there. And then in the evening did it again and on Saturdays. So it was really, it was a really tough juggle of figuring this out because in my head, everything, this projections in my head was like, oh, the kids will play. They're going to get along amazingly. And I'll sit at the kitchen counter and I'm going to do my work. And you can't concentrate and you can't do things that way. Right. So it was a little bit of a setback for me because I did not get as much done. But here's what I say too. You can't beat yourself up for it. I can sit here today and, you know, oh, I didn't do this or my business because the reality is what you do today actually shows up in 30 to 60 days. Absolutely. So right now, being in September, I'm dealing with, okay, the things that I didn't get done in July and August are showing up right now, mm -hmm. but now I can't dwell on that. I just started taking action. When the kids got back in school, it was action, 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 and now things are coming to fruition. So it's not beating yourself up over those small things, accepting it what it is. I got to spend a lot of time with my kids this summer, but now mommy's back in action. That, that is so powerful. I can see that actual, that exact trend happening within my organization, because all, I mean, you tend to attract the people with kids the same age and the same lifestyle and, and every one of the people on my team, we all have young children. And there were a handful of them that did exactly that. They tried to have their kids home. They tried to build their business and they sort of scrambled. Same thing happened and they're feeling it right now. And I can't tell you how many of those discussions that, that we have had. So I think it's good coming from you to say, Hey, this is what I went through and we're not going to dwell on it. And we're just going to set ourselves up for success. And we learned a lot in the process. So I think that that's valuable. Yeah, because you can look at your income right now or your paychecks and be like, oh, I'm not where I'm supposed to be and I beat myself up or, you know, I was doing really good at the beginning of summer and I'm not there now. But it doesn't matter. You can only deal with today what you can do today. Like right. the past doesn't matter. And I think that's where we get caught up in that. 
I totally agree. I agree. So, okay. So as we, as you look back, was there anything you would have done differently? I would have left sooner. <laughs> really? How much sooner? Um, I wish I had, Bob did this mastermind the year before. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. I wasn't in network marketing. He did a mastermind for network marketers to build their brands online. Yeah. I was one of the few people that was not a network marketer that was in his mastermind. But I originally chalked it up to like, oh, I'm not in network marketing anymore. Like, how could this be beneficial for me? I wish I would have done it sooner and made more moves in my life sooner. Because yeah. sometimes we always wait for the perfect situation or when our finances are in order, when this is going to happen. Like, hey, we jumped. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I quit my job November 16th. November 1st, we bought a house and started a total renovation remodel. So talk about timing, but I needed to show the income on there <laughs> before I left. Yeah. Um, there's no good time to do it. So I would have done, I was done it sooner. Awesome. Awesome. I hope everybody listening hears that, you know, and, and kind of takes that into consideration because otherwise you're just in limbo waiting for your, for your dreams to come to fruition and living a life where you're not feeling fulfilled and you just have to take that leap of faith. But I feel like you took the leap of faith, but you really coupled it with action action. You know, you were, you had a plan and maybe you didn't have all the steps laid out, but you were like, I know I need to make an income. I know I need to get a product out there. I can't wait around for things to happen for me. I got to go out there and make them happen. Um, and you really did the work. And so that's, that's why you are where you are today in your business. So I think it's really yeah. One of the big things, and I'll talk to the women that are in this position of like ready to move. What was difficult? And I didn't think about this. You just said that. So I was used to getting up at 6.30, whatever, 6 in the morning, getting my suit on, getting my hair done, my makeup done, my high heels on, going throughout my day. And then all of a sudden, I can wear yoga pants and a t-shirt and I don't need makeup on to work was a little bit of a mindset shift for me because for 13 years, that's the way I did it. That's a good point. So how did you, okay, so that actually made me think of something else is because you went from multitasking and wearing many different hats and building a business to having eight hours a day while your kids are at school to build your, how did you, I mean, people waste a lot of time. They don't know what to do or how to organize their time. So how did, how'd you make that? This is a, this is an amazing conversation right here. So I still, so I get up, I go to the gym, I get my workout. I do my self-care first mm -hmm. and take care of myself, come home. I shower. I still put my makeup on. I put on comfy clothes, whatever, but I still do my hair and my makeup because that makes me feel good. I'm the same. Yes. Yes. So that makes me feel good. But here's one of the things. So if I go downstairs, I'm in my office right now. If I go downstairs, the breakfast dishes are still in the sink. The house is still a mess downstairs. There's laundry that needs to be done. And I told my husband, just because I am home does not mean I'm doing house stuff. Yeah. And that is a thing you got to, because instantly when you're home, you're like, oh, well now I have time to do all this. And my husband's going to come home and the house can be spotless and whatever. No, sometimes the house is messier <laughs> when he comes <laughs> home. And I'm like, hey, sorry, this is just the way it is. But I'm not doing that kind of stuff. When I am here, I am working. Mm -hmm. But here's what I'll say too. You need to find a space in your house that is devoted to an area where you can work. Because if you're trying to do it at your kitchen table, you'll look over. And sometimes you don't have that space and the kitchen table is what it is. But you have to get yourself in the right mindset that when I'm sitting here, I can't look over and see those dishes and go do them. 
you have to find a space in your house that you that is your workspace. Absolutely. And it, it's communicating that to your spouse too, that even though I'm at home, I am actually working. I do have a job. Yes, I think that's important. And I didn't have a workspace for a long time. Actually, on a call the other night, I talked about how I set up a folding table in my bedroom and locked the door for a little while because that was the only place that my tiny humans couldn't find me. You know, because if I sat at the kitchen table, it was, Mommy, I need a drink. Drink. mommy I need that and so I had to be kind of out of sight out of mind and then lock the door and so if Matt was home or if we had a babysitter I was that was my work time you know and I was focused on that too so yeah yeah and I even see women too that say okay what do I even do during this time that I have so you know even just organizing their calendar I don't know if you have any suggestions for that like how did you get into a routine of what you were going to do every day I am still old school that I use a paper calendar. I like to write. I like to check off. It's not on my phone. It's not on my computer. So for me, it's a visual thing that I color code everything. Mm -hmm. So when it's my business time, it's in green. So I have it. So if I look at my weekly calendar and there is not enough green because I have pink for this and yellow for this as family, if there's not enough of the green, I know I need to reorganize my days. Yeah. So everything was a very visual thing for me, but it was sitting down and, okay, this is my creative time. This is the time I need to work on my freebie or my different products that I have coming out. And sometimes for me, I like to go to a park or I like to go somewhere where I get inspired because sometimes just sitting at home be like, okay, I need to get creative now. I can't get creative. <laughs> yeah. I'm the, I'm the same way. I will have to go somewhere because I look at my office as, you know, and my network marketing business. So sometimes I have to go to the coffee shop to work on other stuff, you know, because it just that change of scenery gets your brain going in a different way. So yes. Yeah. It's easy to be stuck in the house all day, every day. <laughs> it is. And sometimes you're like, I just want to leave. Like yes. I want to go to a coffee shop right down the road and that's okay. Like change up your scenery. Do not get stuck in just doing it. But I mean, like self-care and putting your makeup on and doing your hair in the beginning of the day really just puts you in a better mindset to do it. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> yeah. And two, you know, if you have an idea for a live video, you're ready. You can just pop yes. it on and you can go live. Or if you want to make a YouTube video or take a picture, you know, I just find that if I'm just ready for the day, I'm ready for anything that sort of is thrown at me or any inspiring moment that I have. So yes, I agree with that. Even if I put my pajamas back on, I'm still dressed and ready to yeah. go. Yeah. My hair and makeup look great. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yep. So, okay. So as we kind of wrap things up, um, is there anything else that you just want to leave people with that are listening into this right now? Yes. So here's what I would say. If you have this burning desire in your gut, in your heart saying, I don't, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. This isn't me living my best life. Listen to that voice and take action. So the two biggest things that you need to do if you want to transition from whatever you're doing now to wherever you see your future going is courage and action. Those are the two things that you need. And if you don't have the courage to do that, find some people that believe in you. And maybe sometimes they don't have the same last name as you. <laughs> yes. But find a tribe of women, of friends, of whatever you need and share that because somebody can hold you accountable. And that's what happened for me. Somebody helped, people held me accountable to the things that I wanted to do. And look what happened. They all came to fruition. So you have to have the courage to tell other people your visions and what you have. And then it's just to take action. Even if the action is so small, but every single day consistently taking action is what's going to get you there. 
I love it. I love it. So tell me where people, tell everybody where they can connect with you um, and get more of your inspiration and knowledge. Yes. So you can connect with me at MeganWeissHeipel.com. I know the last name sounds really hard, but it's Megan, M-E-G-A-N, Weissheipel, W-E-I-S-H-E-I-P-L. Easy way we taught our kids. We is he, I-P-L. <laughs> catch me on Instagram and uh, Facebook at Megan Weisheipel. That's where you can find me. I have some awesome things and helping women that are coming out next week. So if this is of interest to you, reach out to me. I love connecting with women. So I would love to Zoom with you, have a phone call with you. My mission is to help as many women as possible truly live their best life because I know and I bet I know you're thinking the same thing too, Melanie, is if we can help enough women step into their greatness, I really truly feel we can shift all the bad stuff that's happening in the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I know. And we just It's need a big mission, but I just feel called. It is. And the more we just need to fill it with positivity because there's yes. just so much bad stuff out there and we just we don't need more of that. So we're just gonna keep creating and doing what we're doing. So that's exactly it. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for um, being on the podcast today. I really appreciate your time and, and your knowledge and I just connect with you so much and everything that you say, I just a hundred percent agree. So I'm really glad that our paths have crossed and I'm excited to see where your business takes you and continues to grow. So thank you so much for your time today. Well, thank you. This has been awesome. And I love watching you and following your journey. And I know that you're just at the beginning and it's already huge. So I'm excited for you as well. Well, thank you. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And if you want to go ahead and go to iTunes and write a review, go check out Megan, follow her. We would love to just pour on her and tell her thank you for her episode today. And I will see you guys back here next week. Take care.